welcome back, baseball fans, to another edition of On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus because, uh, well, you know, Dom got in a car wreck, Jeff had some surgery, and uh, I got sick, so uh, we took a little time off, and uh, we're back to give you one final episode for the year before we take an extended hiatus and then wait for uh, all the chips to fall throughout the baseball season, next season, and then what happens uh, during the break, and then we'll, uh, we'll probably pick up sometime. I don't know, uh, maybe February, March, April. I think last mm-hmm. year we actually started in January, so we didn't have too much of a break, wouldn't that? Uh, but yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll we'll give you another episode when when we feel like it. Because you know, <laughs> we do this, not you. So, so. it's <laughs> definitely going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to kind of throw out some topics to the guys. Uh, I got Dom and Jeff with me, and I'm just going to say, see what they think, uh, see what they you know have an opinion on, and if they don't have an opinion or not, and then. Uh, at the end of it, though, we are always going to do our one fact about baseball and see if we can stump each other. So I'm going to start off with what did you guys think of the World Series? Uh, Dom, I'll start with you. I thought it was great. Um, unfortunately, the Astros won it. And the team that I you know, least wanted to win the World Series ended up winning it. But I think the, the play was good. Uh, the games were exciting. Um, unfortunately, the wrong team won, I guess. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I feel the same way about it. Uh, definitely, was rooting for the Phillies, but it was nice. It was competitive, but it played out pretty much as I expected it to. Yeah, I mean, I was happy for Dusty Baker to to finally get that ring. I didn't realize it had been that long. You know what I mean? That he had not not won one. So it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of made me. Uh, you know, there was there was parts of it that uh, that I was happy they did. Like, um, what is it? Christian Vasquez came from the Red Sox mid trade. Uh, and so he got a second ring. So that kind of, you know, like I had to look at the positives of, of these, you know, them actually winning. So um, sticking with the Astros, what do you think the impact of the Abreu um, free agent signing to the Astros is going to do potentially for next year and just moving forward for that team and possible championships? Uh, Jeff, with you on this one. Well, the dominant team gets more dominant, and maybe they can challenge the Cardinals for best infield defensively. I mean, he's got the power, too, so just keep getting better, and I hate to see it. Yeah, completely. Dom? Uh, it, it sucks because an already loaded offense gets even more dangerous. Um, I, I think they were already pretty unstoppable. Now they're just completely unstoppable. But it helps my Guardians because it weakens the White Sox, so – I don't know. I, I got a little bit of mixed emotions about it, but yeah, it it's definitely uh, going to be difficult for anyone to beat the Astros. Yeah, when when Jeff and I were talking, we saw each other that that happened, and I was just like, my my initial gut reaction was, well, shit, like that's like God, that that you, they're going to be this that much more powerful, and it's it's a it's a scary sight to see, and if they've got it, how they got pretty much that whole team locked down for at least another couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a lot of, uh, you know, AL uh, domination moving forward. So sticking with the, the free agents and the, uh, another free agent signing. And uh, again, Jeff and I talked about this one uh, previously, um, but the Grom to the Rangers, how dumb is that? Um, Don, I'll start with you on this one. How, like, what do you, what's your opinion? What do you take? 
I don't know because the the Rangers are a team that haven't been afraid to spend money. We saw them, you know, spend pretty big on free agents the last off season. Didn't really work out for them. Um, the rotation was was bad this year. I don't know. Maybe this is you know a piece that well, obviously Degrom would be a piece that any team's missing. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's definitely more that needs to be done. I don't think they they just signed Degrom and all of a sudden they're World Series contenders. Um, definitely helps. It's it's risky considering how injury prone he is. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't really have any faith in the Rangers organization to build a contending team. So I I think it's just hey this is my last opportunity to get a big payday and um, yeah just collect as much money as I possibly can while I can. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I agree. It doesn't really feel like a all right. I want to go to a winning team and get a World Series. It just feels like all right. Biggest contract here I go. And uh, like I told you earlier, I seen a report saying that the Met never even got to give him a final offer and. He just he took his money and he ran and they were like, all right, I guess we got to move on. That I find, I think that's what I find most surprising about all of it. Like you would think that he would at least have a meeting with the Mets after mm-hmm. being with the team for how long? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that the the relationship with them was that much like was that soured. So to not even have the decency to to take a meeting with them was kind of surprising when you told me that you know. And like I said, my initial gut reaction to it was just like, that's just a dumb move. Like, like the Rangers are not contenders, haven't been for a decent while. And, you know, unless it's like Jeff said, a money grab, he's really just going to a team that like, you know, my exact words to, to Jeff were like, well, he's not trying to win another championship or trying to win a championship at all. Like, that's just, it's, I, I could not understand that at all. It was very, very shocking to me. Like I said, the 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 fact that he didn't give anything to the Mets just—I mean—is that a culture that the Mets have? Is is that something that that you know people aren't talking about, and that you know people maybe should start talking about that, that there's a bad culture in the Mets organization? But I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard anything. So, so. Next kind of big on the block type of guy, uh, Aaron Judge. Um, what do you think, Jeff? I'll start with you on this one. Where do you think he's going to go? Uh, and what's your take on his free agent status? Uh, it's definitely the biggest key to the offseason, it feels like here. But I really just – I just don't see him not signing with the Yankees again. And the Yankees, they're going to have the money to give them. So, if – if the price is right, I guess. But at the same time, is he going to be like DeGrom and just go to whoever wants to give him the most cash? Or does he just want to stay in New York, try to be a contender? And if so, that could be another fun one, having uh, Yankees and Astros being that much better with each other next season. But I don't know. I know all the reports are saying the Giants are having meetings and this and that, but I just don't see it happening out there. Yeah, I think he had a meeting with the Giants last Tuesday. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really pay attention to much reports coming out of it that, you know, how they were stacked up. But, I mean, some of the things I've seen, you know, um, that the Yankees just aren't, you know, they keep on taking hit after hit with their potential to sign him. So, um, I don't know, Dom, what do, you, what do you got on this one? I, I'm i going to have to disagree a little bit with Jeff here. I, I think the interest in signing with the Giants is real. Um, 
I, I think they're an organization that definitely has the money to sign him. And if he's looking to contend, I mean, the, the Giants aren't a horrible team. They definitely have some pieces. They're obviously, you know, not as good as the Yankees at this moment, but I think they're a team that we've seen contend as of recently. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be a, a good fit for them. I'd still be surprised if he left New York, but I think if he leaves New York, it's only going to be to the Giants. I don't think he'd go anywhere else. What is his affinity with the Giants? Is there any connection that he has to it? I mean, not that I've read, but. I don't think so. I think it's just historically they've been a, a well-run organization. And, you know, if the, I, I know the Bay Area is pretty nice. He might just have a desire to live out there. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, we saw Freddie Freeman do it. So, yeah. Well, speaking of Freddie Freeman, um, let's kind of move on to the Dodgers. Um, first off, what happened to them in the playoffs? And second, what do you think they need to do to turn that around to be what we all thought was going to be a championship caliber team? So, Dom, I'll start with you on that one. Um, I mean, they definitely have the star power. I think the only thing that they really need to change is maybe don't be so arrogant. You know, you, you can't go into playoff series and think, oh, we're the Dodgers. We got, you know, the best players in baseball. We're just going to walk through any series and just kind of sleepwalk through any playoff series that they, you know, are in. And they just run up against teams that, you know, have, you know, more desire to win than they do. Because, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's doubting their talent. Um it's just now maybe they were kind of sleepwalking a little bit. Okay. Jeff with you. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's gotta be a mentality thing. Just thinking, look at this team that we got, look at our rotation, look at the, I mean, it's just every batter's. I mean, he had how many batting over 300 and just thought, all right, we're going to breeze past the Padres. You know, we're just going to look they had their eyes on the next series. It feels like, and I yep. guess that. Well, sticking with with uh, kind of that that thought, the same uh, question, but with the Braves, uh, you know, with the, them being the the reigning national champion from last year, and we're thinking that they're going to definitely make a decent push, uh, and then kind of the same thing that happened with the Dodgers happened to the Braves. So, Jeff, what what do you think the Braves did wrong, and what do they need to do to to fix it moving forward? Braves is tough because they had such an impressive end to the season and such a great run at the end to end up taking the uh, East title. So I think maybe they just got a little burnout towards the end. You know, they maybe they got hot a little too early, and just kind of burned out. Okay, Dom, what about you? Yeah, I kind of I, I agree. Um, you know, you you look at a lot of teams they get hot at the right time end of end of September make a final playoff push, but they seem to get hot end of August, early September, and I just think they were gassed. You know, maybe they were missing Freddie Freeman's presence, but I, I don't think it was a lack of effort or anything. I just think they were tired. Okay. All right. Well, kind of skipping backwards a little bit to um, the uh, free agents that we were talking about earlier, uh, who are some of the uh, other free agents out there that you guys – think um, are, are the hot tickets and uh, where are they going to end up? Uh, Dom, I'll start with you on this one. I think, you know, it, it might be pretty obvious, but Carlos Correa is probably the biggest name out there. Um, I think I could see him going to New York if they don't end up bringing back Aaron Judge. 
Um, I think he would, you know, you're not going to be able to replace the productivity that Aaron Judge gives you offensively, but he fills a need that they have at shortstop, and he's one of the best offensive shortstops in the game. So if you're going to lose out on Aaron Judge, replacing with Carlos Correa's in that lineup is not the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. When uh, when he opted out of that one-year contract with the Twins right away, it was like, I mean, I don't even think the the they had received the trophy for the Astros had received the trophy yet, mm-hmm. and he had already opted out of the contract, so it was kind of crazy. What about you, Jeff? What were the, some of the free agents you think are out there? Uh, I was kind of think about Trey Turner. So we got a lot of yeah. shortstops out there this year, and uh, funny enough, I seen a report earlier on Twitter today saying that uh, he had a meeting with the Padres, which is kind of interesting. Oh, situation. So I think that's pretty interesting. And then uh, on the other side of it, you got Dansby Swanson out there too, who's absolute stud. So yeah, I I would kill to have Dansby Swanson. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, he's such a producer. It's 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 not even funny. I mean, so, uh, hold on, let's let's go back to the Padres possibly signing Trey Turner. Yep, that's. I think that says a lot about where they are with Tatis right now. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. it, came to mind it, with I, his suspension goes till what after the All Star break next year? Yeah, to July because yeah. it's fifty games, correct? Sounds right. Yeah. So yes, yeah. I mean, this is a team that they're ready to win a World Series now, and if they had Tatis this year, I think they definitely had the potential to do it. So they're not waiting around for him. They'll if he's ready to play, they'll they'll find somewhere to put him, probably out in the outfield, because um, mm-hmm. I think he has some outfield experience. But yeah, I think that's that's a smart move by them. So with all that being said and done. Um, what are some of your crazy early as shit predictions for next year uh, when it comes to all this? Uh, Jeff, I'll start with you on this one. Oh, gosh, that's tough. Um, man, I really not too sure. I mean, I think Trey Turner, the Padres, I think that would be crazy, but whether or not that's going to happen. Um, not, I can't say anything crazy with Judge State in New York either, so. I don't know. Let's say Dansby Swanson goes to hmm, who's in need of a shortstop. I don't know. I think maybe one of those AL teams. Uh, I I know Baltimore's had some interest in some free agents of late. So let's say Baltimore. Okay, Tom. All right. This isn't necessarily a uh, free agent prediction, but if I'm remotely right on this, I I don't know. I might be a fortune teller. But the Pittsburgh Pirates will contend for the NL Central next year. You're going to have to go deeper into that. <laughs> <laughs> so they have they have some foundational pieces. They have Brian Reynolds, who is one of the better all-around hitters in baseball. They have O'Neill Cruz, who is just a freak shortstop. They have, when they got rid of all of their talent, they brought in some very good prospects that I think we're going to start seeing come up through the system this year. They'll probably make some smaller free agent signings. But you look at the rest of the division, the the Brewers are on the way down. The Cubs, they're really nothing special anymore. I mean, if they make some splashes in free agency, they might be able to do something. And the Reds are the Reds. The Cubs will just trade them off the next year if they do that anyway. Yeah, so I mean, the only team, you know, right now you look at the division, everyone thinks, oh, the Cardinals are just going to run away with it. But 
I, I think they'll, they'll make it interesting. Um, I think they'll definitely be better than they were last year. But, I mean, this might be a team that maybe is close to 500. Okay. All right. Which, I mean, in the NL Central, that that keeps you in the race for a pretty long time. That, that does, yeah. for sure. It is All interesting right. with uh, Brian Reynolds, though, because, see, he just demanded a trade from the Pirates. Yeah, it, I think they, they're, they're, they're not going to do it. I, I, I wouldn't if I were them, but if I would, I wouldn't just trade for any prospects. I'd try to get some MLB-ready talent um, to kind of fill out the roster. Because you, you can trade for as many prospects as you want, but you know, just having a, a shit ton of prospects isn't going to do too much for you. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's switch gears with uh, Miggy uh, calling it quits, and the next season will be his last uh what's your takes on that uh jeff start with you it's uh it's gonna be sad to watch him go it's kind of gonna be like you know this year and all the emotional pools knowing that it was going to be coming to an end but i mean legendary run it's been amazing and then part of it for me is the fact that like he's still a producer like he's still like batting super efficient you know still a big player but i mean it's gonna be another year of watching one of the best to ever do it final runs Dom what about you take on Miggy I got mixed emotions because I'm, I'm sad to see a legend go but I'm also excited to see him go because of um, you know just what he's done to you know the Guardians slash Indians you know when uh, the Tigers were making their playoff runs and stuff when he was you know at the peak of his powers it seems like a lot of his best moments in a Tigers uniform were against my favorite team so kind of hated him when I was in high school when uh, he he was at his peak, but um, you know, as time has gone on, I've, I've really grown to appreciate everything that he's done for the game and how he's played. Um, so sad to see him go, but also I'm not going to miss him too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving forward again, um, we're a bunch of homers uh, when it comes to our fan base, and we're we're not afraid to show that we have an affinity for teams. Uh, so. Dom, I'm going to start with you. What are what's the Guardians need to do next step uh, moving forward to next season um, to just recreate or be as good as they were last year? Um, we'll continue the the development of the young talent that we had this year. Um, we had 16 players make their major league debut. Um, I think most of them, or a good number of them, are here to stay in the big leagues. I think they need probably a back end of the rotation guy. Um, cause I'm not really too set on Savali and I think please sacks pretty much done. Um, I think their biggest need right now is first base. Um, as much as I love Josh Naylor, um, seeing him out there on the field kind of makes me iffy cause, um, I know the history with his leg. Um, but also he can't hit lefties at all. So I would like to see them get a first baseman that can hit lefties. Um, I also think they need a catcher. Um, I would love to see them get Wilson Contreras, but, um, I think catcher is definitely the biggest need for them right now. Okay. All right. Jeff, same question, but with your reds, what, and this is probably a bigger question for you. I was about to say, where do we start? (laughs) What do they need to do? All right. So let's see. I think we need some starting pitchers, some relievers. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's also a big part of it. Maybe a bottle of the team. Maybe I'd be content, but. I think uh, I think being healthy is also a big part of it too. Uh, you know, India and Stevenson, 
one of the hot players for us. You know, them being hurt this year off and on didn't help at all. So I'd like to see those guys stay healthy. And then some of the younger guys we bring up, uh, Jose Barrero, I was still excited for him to kind of be our shortstop. And he's just kind of not made that transition from the minors to the majors. So I'd like to see a jump up in him. And maybe some of our pitching can do a little better, especially out of the bullpen. Um, you know, we've got some good looks with Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo this year. They're exciting as starters. So maybe some middle relief, someone on the back end, and I'd be half content. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, my Red Sox, it's, uh, I think that we're going to lose uh, Xander. I think we're going to, I mean, obviously easily going to lose JD because he's, he's just, mm-hmm. he's, he's done. Um, and I think we're going to lose Evaldi. So, you know, we need another starting pitcher uh, first off. I think with uh, signing Trevor Story last year, that's, if Xander goes, that's an easy, you know, switch kind of in that situation. Um, yeah. And then we need another bat uh, to replace JD. But you need other people like, you know, uh, um, Kiki Hernandez to step up a little bit more. Um, Rafael Devers is really the only one that was consistent all of last year. So um, I think that, you know, if he, he needs to have even a bigger season to, to kind of uh, – I'm not going to say even say keep Red Sox in contention because it just doesn't seem like – I mean, that, that AL East is just, excuse me, a slaughterhouse, and it just seems like – it's just going to be really hard to, to be the top in that division, you know, for a long time, but that's just on me. So. Yeah. And then that takes us back to the trade deadline of this past season yet again, where you guys yeah. could have used JD, sold him off as a rental, at least got something out of him. And now it's just, yeah. he's Nothing. going to go. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and I think Michael Walker's uh, was on only on a one-year contract, so that's another starting pitcher. So it's like uh, it just seems like the the ownership, you know, Henry and and all them, and um, they they were big spenders, and then they just kind of decided to to cool it for a little bit. And maybe it's just because they think the farm system is going to come up and, and help them big, but they still have don't have the greatest farm system. You know, we talked about a couple episodes ago where, you know, your reds are from like the bottom of the farm system to all those trades and, you know, players to be named later that their farm system went up into the top 10. So who knows? Yep. So we talked a little bit about predictions and, we're going to go crazy predictions of the World Series. What do you got for next year? World Series predictions. Dom, start with you. Hmm. I think I could see a team like the Blue Jays making a push into the World Series next year. They definitely got the lineup to do it. I think the rotation will come around. Um, I, I think they're definitely going to team to be reckoned with this year. So I'll go with the Blue Jays. And until proven otherwise, I – I don't know. The National League is, is, is pretty difficult to to kind of pick a team because, you know, you see a team like the Phillies this year kind of come out of nowhere at the end of the season and, and make a run into the World Series. But then you also got powerhouses like Atlanta and the Dodgers. Um, I think the safest bet right now is the Dodgers um, to make it out of the National League. So I'm going to go with Toronto and the Dodgers in the National League. All right, write that down. Toronto's Dodgers for Dom. Jeff, what do you got? Hmm. Let's see. It's going to be tough. So let me go with the Braves. And I'm going to say, screw it. Another miracle run. Let's get the Guardians in there. 
There we go. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, who's being a homer now? <laughs> That's right. Well, I, uh, I'm going to stick with what uh, adding a Brave to that team just solidified. And they steamrolled through everyone. They steamrolled. They, they, they did great all season, and they just had their way with everybody. You know, they had a few games against Philly in the World Series that, that were, you know, um, but I, I just don't see this Astros team stopping anytime soon. Uh, so I'm going to go Astros and I'm going to go Dodgers. I think the Dodgers kind of learned from some mistakes. And I think that um, Dave Roberts is maybe a little bit on the chopping block when it comes to um, that type of, you know, not being able to deliver. So I think that he he's definitely going to, to push a little bit more with that team um, and maybe rest some guys so that they're more healthy and not worry about a regular season win aspect and then maybe kind of get everybody ready for the, uh, the the World Series or the playoffs. All right, I got two more things to talk about um, before – or one more thing actually to talk about before we get to uh, our facts about baseball. But this is a biggie, and I kind of wanted to, to surprise, surprise you guys with this. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah. What do you love about baseball? I love that no matter what happens in a game, you've got to give every guy his due. You've got to play to that last out. There's no running the clock out. There's no, you know, getting around this to solidify a win. There's every guy's got his due, and there's always a chance. All right. Dom, what do you love about baseball? I, I like everything that Jeff said, but I think for me, it's just being at the ballpark. Um, you know, just the, the atmosphere of going to a game, the crowd, you know, the, the sounds of the game, uh, the atmosphere of the crowd. Um, I, I think it's, it's unparalleled to any sport. Um, I, I think that that's what made me fall in love with baseball at first. Um, and I, I think just going to a game is, is probably one of my favorite things to do ever. Um, so I, I think just being at the ballpark and watching a game is, is the best thing for me. Okay. Well, I've been watching uh, on MLB Network uh, the Ken Burns uh, baseball um, pretty much this last uh, month and a half, uh, and it, they play almost an episode every week or so, uh, and it's been the history for me. The um, You know, we talk about – you know, why, how can't you not be romantic about baseball? Just the, the, the lore of baseball, the, the, the magic that, that has been brought by so many players and so many teams throughout all, you know, all of baseball and dating back so long. And, and, you know, as much as, yeah, some of the rules change with baseball, it's, it's time and time again, but baseball doesn't change. Baseball is still that, that same, you know, you got to get the most runs, you know, you got to get um, all that. And it just, it, I love that, that, that history of it and that, that, that history just keeps on building uh, for it. So that's kind of something for me. All right. The time that we try to stump each other. So we're going to do our facts about baseball. So Jeff, I will start with you. What is your one fact about baseball? All right. Um, I didn't really have a fact preps, no, nothing crazy today, but um, I was watching on HBO this Austin Willie Mays documentary and 
kind of the time frame that I grew up watching baseball, I kind of didn't realize as much, so I only kind of just learned this. But do you know who Willie Mays' godson is? Barry Bonds, right? Mm-hmm. I had really? no idea how close their relationship was. Wow. They go through how deep it was with Bobby Bonds, Barry, and I mean, he's like a true father to Barry, and I never knew. And highly recommend watching it if you got the time. Yeah, the the Bobby Bonds and Willie Mays were were very 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 close. Uh, so yeah, all right. Wow, that's crazy. I had no idea. Uh, Dom, what do you got? Um, going with uh, you know being the stats guy that I am, um, I found some crazy. Oh, I found a crazy stat. Um, so Edgar Martinez, you know, one of the best hitters of all time. Um, he had a 53% strikeout rate against Nolan Ryan. However, against every other pitcher that he faced, he had a strikeout rate of uh, 17%. Well, that goes to show you one, how good he was to have a strikeout rate of 17% again, like in the rest of his at-bats, but also it goes to show you how just unbelievable Nolan Ryan was to, you know, strike Edgar Martinez out, you know, 53% of the time that he, that he faced him. That's crazy. Yeah, Nolan Ryan was a beast. So mine is uh, sticking with the kind of Nolan Ryan and the uh, the Texas and stuff like that and the Houston Astros. Um, what were the Houston Astros called before they were the Houston Astros? Weren't they the Colt 45s? Yep. I did not know that. I was watching the Kemper's baseball, and they were like, they, and when they moved from Washington to to uh, Houston, and their original team name was the the Houston Colt Forty Fives, and I, I that like I couldn't believe I never knew that before. So yeah. <laughs> the only way I know that is from um, MLB the Show. You know, you're going pre-game, you're, oh. you're going through the uniforms. And I always look at the retro uniforms because I, I love just using the retro uniforms. And uh, the Astros, it's like Colt 45. is like, you know what? That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. All right, well, guys, well, uh, that does it for this episode of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. And make sure you download us wherever you get your podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and all that. And until next time. Baseball is America's pastime. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of On Deck as much as we have. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports. Or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. As always, we are On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.